So <laughs> one of the things I was thinking of is um, we've talked about what we're looking forward to in uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. One of the things we haven't talked about is what would you like to see in 2018? Mm. What's, what are some missing <clears throat> gaps that maybe could be addressed? What I would like to see? Yeah. Uh, right off the bat, more processing. Uh, I feel like Clouds and Rainmaker are the only two that dive into the territories of you know modulated, granular processing. Mm-hmm. I would like yeah. to see more of that. I would like to see a higher fidelity version of Clouds, you know what I mean? Yeah. With all the modes up front, no more hidden treasures, you know what I mean? And yeah. digging and memorizing key combos and shit like that. Well, that's not true, I guess. The Morphogene kind of goes into that territory, I guess. Also, but uh, that I really didn't jive with. You know, <laughs> yeah, all the yeah. key combos and shit. I, I just want something. I don't care if it's a whole row in size. You know what I mean? Like, we need a really great, you know, granular processor that can handle multi layered effects with everything up front and easily accessed and CVable. And in the year 2018, I feel like it's kind of crazy that that doesn't exist so far. Uh, yeah, you right. know, the Rainmaker is the, as close as it can come to that. But again, you're only getting one layer of effects with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It'd be cool if you could also yeah. layer in, like, uh, reverb on top of that or something. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. But I, I would like to see Clouds Mark II, you know? Yeah, I would like yeah. to see that. Such a good module. What about you, Nick? What would you like to see in a working Digitact? <laughs> a Digitact that doesn't frustrate the shit out of me. Mm. Yeah. So close, but so yeah. far away. So I don't know. I'm betting they're going to introduce some new products soon, and I'm just worried that they're going to keep making new things and not finishing the things that they've made. I I decided for 2018, I'm completely done with Electron. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to give them another shot. Like yeah. so, I've I've owned every box now, some of them multiple times, and I always get frustrated with the limitations you know mm-hmm. and maybe it's just my own stupidity i i don't know but either way i just mm-hmm. don't jive with them yeah even if there's feeling even if there's parts of them that i really like there's always like parts that i don't really like about them and i'm like you know i just i give up i currently don't own any and i don't plan on getting any well except for the this heat, year the heat if you can find one for oh I, yeah i'm sorry <laughs> i do have i do have the um the drive yes yeah. thank you which is about as basic as can be, you know. And even that, I, I get frustrated it's, <laughs> with its limitations. Like I, I don't, I don't know. But again, that's that's just an effect, you know. What I mean, like yeah, it's yeah. their OS that I have the most issues with, mm-hmm. and there really isn't one on the drive, so no problem there. It's yeah. just switching between different uh, distortion circuits. So I'll let them slide with that. I'll keep that for now. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, yeah, I think I'm spent on trying to jive with Electron. Yeah, I know the feeling. Even after the, uh, I'll keep the rhythm. I've put a lot of time into it. I really like it. But if it dies, I don't know if I would even get another one. I'd probably just say that's time to move on and do shit with other stuff because other stuff is out there that can do it. But a little frustrated with their approach for some things. Would you ever consider going back to MPC? No. With all the new shit they got coming out? No? I don't know. I've heard so many things about that MPC live not mm-hmm. working very well and I feel like it would be the same thing but worse mm-hmm. and the Kai, Kai support is just like okay. I just know that you used to be like inseparable from the MPC oh, yeah. man I used to fucking love those things yeah. your, your yeah. one logo yeah, has an MPC the, in it yeah no it's it's a good uh, a good question because maybe I don't know maybe the right MPC live that does work like maybe that would be awesome yeah I don't know I feel like they're the biggest competition right now as far as like hardware boxes yeah, go yeah. to things like the Okta and the Rhythm and shit like that. Yep. Agreed. How about you, Dave? 
I said it earlier, I mean, the big thing I'm looking forward to is the Gristalizer. You're talking about the future sound system. The future sound system, Gristalizer modules. modules. Yeah. Hmm. I want that Sonic Terror in a module or a set of modules, and that's a big one. Another one I've been meaning to go back and like revisit is the uh, Kilpatrick Carbon. Mm. Yeah, I really like sequencer. That I thought that was great. It had everything I, that I was looking for. Sort of was interested and then slept on it. And short of the pyramid being, you know, amazing, yeah. um, that's something I can really see myself diving into. What I want to see is basically that type of control, that that type of workstation that integrates everything and can be that single point mm-hmm. for everything that I want to run. I like the idea of just having that sitting there, and I can plug in a sound module or I can plug in my modular or I can plug this in and have this one control thing that I invest time invest time learning mm-hmm. and then I can use it for everything I want to do. Something that seamlessly bridges the gap between exactly. your modular and your other hardware. Exactly. Yeah. And um right now even software I guess. Right now I don't have that. Yeah. And I've always been looking for that central thing that like something that isn't going to cost you five grand <laughs> that is, or be yeah. overly complicated. Because yeah. Yeah, I feel like those things do exist. They're, again, like the MPC is that not the live, but the other one. They they want that to be that. Oh, the big one. Yeah. The big yeah. one. Yeah. Holy fuck is that expensive. Huge, and yeah. yeah. But that is meant to be that in some way. But yeah, it's, it's like way, gates. way overkill. Yeah. That, that is not something I, that's in the realm of possibility for me to, right. to get. It was it, something that's at the carbon price. Point. Yeah, exactly. Like five hundred bucks. I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, it's unfair to put that in the. I hope that comes out in two thousand eighteen because it may exist already. But if something was announced at Nam that was taking like the pyramid or the carbon yeah. or these other things and nailing it even further, I'd probably lose my mind. There's that new uh, Squarp one two Squarp makes the pyramid. They have that hair mod, yeah. which is the Eurorack version, like an eight channel Eurorack version of the pyramid, kind of. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, but CV gate only. I just <coughs> teased it. Totally like, missed that. A few days ago, it just was. Oh, this is like a Nam hype up kind of. Okay. Um, but it looks very similar. Like you can get the effects, the similar MIDI effects, but over CV and gate. Um, oh. It seems pretty cool. I would definitely like to see something more of a. Uh, Looper recorder module. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There's something that can multi track. I think the Bitbox is getting there. Mm-hmm. They've made improvements. For yeah. Sure. I, I know they've made improvements. So I'm, I'm tempted to, to get one to see if I can do what I want with it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it, it seems like those are features that they're introducing after the fact. And it wasn't really designed with that in mind. So it's yeah. going to. It's going to be a bunch of bouncing around to get it to do mm-hmm. that. And I don't know how well the, the slicing in that actually functions anyways. It was pretty good when I had one. Yeah. They were getting much closer with it. I think it's it was pretty decent. Because I would love to just be able to record like a 16-measure loop and then be able to trigger the slices manually and also bounce between what sections of that <gasps> recording. The shit that I have to use my DAW for yeah. now, like as I record chunks of the modular, record yeah. it trigger it move about it navigate your recording basically i want a rex player module which i think we've discussed in yeah the past, yeah but yeah i guess another thing going back to like the 2018 but i guess this isn't an issue anymore was uh the intelligel plug was unavailable for a long time mm-hmm. years i kept looking like this is something i want uh and it's available again yes it is i got the um the 2hp logic uh-huh and i'm always like oh man what if i had a what if i had a nand or even just like a nor, like, yeah. Like having. What if all you had all of them and the ability to CV between them? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty epic. Yeah, that module is just plug. that module is fucking astounding. It is. I like I said, I don't know what the hell I'm doing with it for the most part, but I just know I'm getting good results out of it. So, um, 
the Omnimod. Oh yeah, people are getting them. Is out in They're the wild. Yeah, people are getting them. <laughs> it's out there. It's nuts, man. After three years of waiting, three years of insanity. <clears throat> is is 2018 the year of the Omnimod? I I don't know. I th- I don't think anyone got one before the the end of the year. So it is 2018. So yeah, yeah. I think we can count yeah. that as a 2018 first release. And none of them are DOA. I mean, so the, far, yeah. yeah. There's no manual. People don't know what the hell they're doing with it. No, them. they don't. It's people, the whole, like... People are trying to figure out how to use this thing, uh-huh. but... Uh, so it was like us with the prototype at KnobCon, just going like, look at that. That shape's weird. Well, it weird. looks like it doesn't even function like it did with the prototypes that we messed yeah. with. Mm-hmm. It's all that, yeah. Like, at all. Yeah. It looks yeah, completely different now. Yeah. I mean, the screen looks the same and all that, but, like, the functionality, mm-hmm. like, there's different modes and shit. Because, like, um, Ignatius, he keeps yeah. mm-hmm. posting videos on... Um, Instagram and things like that and a few other people posted videos as well and they're just like well I figured out how to do this finally after like you know 24 hours of messing with this this is pretty cool and I mean what they're posting sounds awesome but it looks but, great but like Ignatius he, he was like he was even saying like I can't get this to reset he's like I wish I could this mode I'm in I got this sounding great but I can't figure out how to make it go back to like the one and it's just like yeah. looping in a, in a weird way and shit so it's just like it's like adorable to watch people, you know, like reverse engineer how to use this thing and come up with some really interesting sounding stuff. Like I want one, but at the same time, I know it's just going to frustrate the hell out of yeah. me uh-huh. without being able to know how to navigate it. But I'm, I'm tempted. Yeah, I, there were a few at Detroit Modular, like I posted there. Like someone was like, you can get it right now if you want. Yeah, it. <laughs> as soon as you posted that, I was like, ah, uh-huh. should I? Or should I just wait for someone to be like, fuck this and post it up used? <laughs> Because I'm sure that's going to happen within the week. So yeah. is it like the uh, the flight of the navigator when the kid gets in the, the spaceship <laughs> yeah. and doesn't really know how to work it? It's like affirmative. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just still amazed it's out there. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, just the yeah. fact that it's out is amazing enough. Whether or not anyone can use it, you know, whatever. Just the fact that it's out, it, it made it. It's it's a real thing now. The funny part was at the end when it was going to be held up by some boxes. They're like, no, wait, we got to wait for the official boxes to ship. And people yeah. are just like, dude, fuck you. I will kill you. Just send me the fucking mod. Throw it in some bubble wrap. Yeah. <laughs> Mail that shit out. The Variegate 8 apparently can be used to save presets with it. You don't yeah. need you don't need the um, storage, strip. storage strip. You do need the storage strip if you want CV to recall the presets. But yeah, apparently the, the Variegate 8 can be used as storage with it on the same bus. So wait, how do you recall? You can recall with the Variegate 8? Yeah, same yes, way you can store. You can, you can recall. You just can't like use CV to <sighs> bounce it. between presets like yeah. you can with the storage strip, which yeah. would be cool and all. But So I guess in 2018, we're, we're all still looking for an Omnimod that's not an Omnimod. <laughs> 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 Someone needs to yes. make a, a successor. There were people at, at one point trying to say, oh, could you just put this, like make a program in the... Um, O and C. O and C ornament and crime. Yeah. They could do yeah. all this and they were like, not with the like no. Like, no, no, and no. <laughs> not the same thing. Yeah, I have a new module from WMD, the MSCL compressor. Oh. Oh. I didn't see that. It's uh, teeny tiny. Mm-hmm. This little guy, pretty damn awesome. Um, and it's stereo, so I can route, you know, whatever through it. It's pretty awesome. And it can do sidechain. It can do limiting. Damn. It has a plus 30 gain on the out end. Like, it's, yeah, it's brutal. And it sounds great. I'm wow. really stoked with this so much so that I want to get a second one. I want to daisy chain them 
and I want to get stupid with it. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah. I'm a big fan of using compressors as distortion, too, which mm-hmm. when you do that, you lose all of its, like, compression yeah. effects. You know what I mean? You're just kind of, like, slamming it at that point. With, like, a super fast attack and release, you know, you get that, like, weird mm-hmm. fuzz almost. So I want to be able to do that and compress it on top of it so that I can boost <laughs> the outbound to the, you know, like, the plus yeah. 30 that I can get on that shit. It's reasonable. And then slam it on top of that. You know what I mean? Just because I'm stupid like that. That's, <laughs> that's the type of shit that I have fun with. But... I've always had to do it software, mm-hmm. which is shitty. And finally, I can do it within hardware and slam some of my rhythmic noise patches. Is that new? I've not heard of this. It's yet. pretty much new, yeah. Okay, pretty new. It came out right around the same time as, like, I think they announced the performance mixer or something like mm. that. It was so it kind of fell under the under the hoopla yeah, surrounding yeah. the performance mixer. So those are still sweet performance mixer. I would still like one. <laughs> yeah, I just wish it had more stereo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the only thing Instead that makes like me hesitate. One or two or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I think it's two, and a, and a stereo send return. Twenty eighteen things. <clears throat> yeah, twenty eighteen. Looking looking forward to the pyramid. Very excited to get my grubby fucking mitts on another MIDI sequencer. Is there any anything else that you uh, covet, or is it basically that's it? No. Might get one of those Coma Stroms, the power mm-hmm. shits, uh, because my uh, one case. Can't even plug in my piston Honda right now because when I plug that in, it like kills that mono rocket power supply. Holy Damn. Shit. It's not because it's fucked up, it's because I'm exceeding some voltage because there's the Rainmaker in there now, the piston Honda, and a bunch of other digital shit. Uh, I, I can't believe that I haven't drained the power on my live case. Yeah. I have so much digital shit in there. <laughs> That's pretty Big loaded. digital shit. Like, yeah, they're good ones. Those Dilfer ones. Are it's sweet. a Dilfer one? Yeah. Oh, wow. I think that one in particular, that case, I think that's a Mark II power supply, and I think the one on the right is the Mark III. That's incredible with the amount of draw that must have right now. Yeah, yeah that's why I've never understood what people like complained about the though for power supplies. Like, because I'm throwing about as much as you fucking can at that thing right now. In that case, mm-hmm. got the Rainmaker, the 352, the ZDSP, the 4MS STS, three Pico DSPs, almost everything in there except for the filters are digital modules yeah. you know what i mean and it's filled so what are people's complaints about it <clears throat> people have just bitched about them being dirty the, not enough juice you know what i mean on and on mm-hmm. i've heard many complaints about them over the years i've never had any problems with dope for power supplies yeah. but i have with others oh know? yeah i've yeah. had i've had tip top ones crap out i've had tip top problems yeah. i've had pittsburgh modular problems with their little mm-hmm. rigs um, yeah I, I don't know i have zero complaints with dope for us why i still have the cases they're they're rugged as hell they're great for performance and I've never been able to max out my power supply. So I have no complaints with the Mantises so far either. Um, so, but that is a tip top power on the Mantis. It, it is, but it seems improved over the tip top stuff that I've used in the past. The happy ending kits and things mm-hmm. like that. Well, those were the Zeus yeah. powers, right? <clears throat> right. I've, I've given up on those. It's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're garbage. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny. It's, it's so weedy. Such a weenie sound. Weenie oboe. Dude, that's at the service. Because the oboe, it's a majestic instrument. No, they're making it not. Oh, no. You have not given the oboe the respect it deserves. Grass. Yeah, that sounds nice. How many oscillators is that? Um, two. There's two 
so it's different from the JU06 in that it's got two, um, no pulse width. Oh, Jupiter, that's weird. Jupiter's pulse width, but this one doesn't. But I've heard a bunch of people say that they like this one the most over the Jupiter even. See, I really wanted the, uh, the 06, because I miss my Juno. Mm. I kind of want them all, though, is the thing. Yeah. I still want the SH. I still want the SH02. I think I thought that thing sounded amazing. Yeah, that's the I think the, the what the Studio Electronic one. Oh, yeah. it's the most expensive. But after having this one, I've only had it for like a day or so. But I want that O2. Yeah. I think eventually. Yeah. Really, <laughs> that one's like kind of. That's the one we talked not about. Not on my radar at all. Yeah, I remember us talking about it, but like it's a it's a super, it's a sleeper. I listened to the demos. It sounded good. It also sounded very moogy, which the it demos is. suck. <laughs> I guess differences between this and the real one. This has sine wave, better range on the LFOs, and a few other things. You've had or have the real one of those, don't no, you? No, I have the Jupiter Six. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, and I would oh, say yeah, you had the Jupiter. I had the Juno. Yeah. yeah. And what's this supposed to emulate? The JX3P. I don't know what the fuck that That's is. That's the one that had the separate programmer, the little like silver black box with the silver controls. And, I don't like, know. Mounted on it because yeah, otherwise yeah. it was just like a preset one slider and like mm. buttons type thing. And they made it so all the controls from the programmer are on here. I fucking like it. I really like it. We should probably uh, tell our listeners what you're doing. This is uh, <laughs> the Roland JX03, which is one of the boutiques with just the little small cute ones. Uh, this is the knob one. And I dig it. I think it sounds really good. I've never had this synth, so it's more like... I can get sounds from this that I can't get from the Blofeld or the virus, like mm -hmm. quick, like analog poly and mono patches. But even as a mono, if it was just one voice, I think it would be worth it still. It kind of blows my mind that the uh, the O1 has some poly stuff built into it, mm -hmm. along with that unison yeah, mode. Yeah. Like, I, I really want that, but at the same time, I feel like that's not what you do with a one. Yeah, I'm like, it's kind of weird. But, but it sounds great, though. Yeah, it this does, is modeled yeah. from the same... This both had the Roland IR3109 chip, which the Jupiter, the 101, and this all have that filter chip used in different ways. Yeah, the filter, at least on the demos that I've listened to for the 01, was the only thing that sounded a little off to me. Mm. Off to how? What, like, what were you hearing? It just didn't sound exactly like a 101. Oh, gotcha. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I didn't expect it to sound exactly like one. I was just listening. I was like, no, this sounds good it sounds like a 101 but it's something a little off with the filter right so it wasn't quite there i assume we've long abandoned the oboe preset yeah <laughs> i think we're somewhere farther it's pretty simple you know it's not a very complicated synth um the it has one envelope that you can um shift the inverse the polarity on the filter and the amount and then there's that one lfo you get more LFO waveforms than on the original one. How many do you get? Um, you get random and you get SNH and noise. So there's just that one, but it's got increased uh, range apparently. So uh, one of the things we were talking about before we started recording was all of these parameters are mappable to the CC. Yeah, which was a later update after like a year of people kind of bitching it seemed. Because I mean, why wouldn't you have a mappable? I, you know, I looked at the, the the map that was on the website, and it was three parameters. Like, I would love to take if I could make this happen, like this, the Blofeld and the Micromodular, and like a sequencer. That'd be awesome, and you could fit that in like a bag or two.
So you still have an Optidist? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice. I sold mine when I got the uh, the Fuzz Factory to you, right. which right. I no longer have. So you have nothing of the sort now? No, I have a bunch mm-hmm. of other weird distortions now. I have mostly oh, germanium. Yeah, that Star... I can't pronounce the company. Straco roller. That's the module that we have that you built. Yes, like, yes. And that's the one that has the two germanium chips. Twelve yeah, Squam. Yeah. Yes, that's it. <laughs> yeah. But you have that awesome. Uh, that's the one I want. The yeah, feedback three, germanium mixer. Yeah, it's a three channel. So it's like three yeah. distortions and one. Yeah. There's a crazy sale awesome. for that. For that. Yeah, kit. for the DIY kit. Yeah, I wish I would have gotten a DIY yeah. kit because that module cost me like three times as much as the kit. Oh shit! <laughs> oh seriously? When I bought it. Yeah. Now you can get mm-hmm. the kit for like a buck fifty or something. When like, it was on sale, it was I think around a hundred or even yeah. less, and I, yeah. I I don't have room for it, and I already have the uh, the. That's like one channel. It is that. one channel. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I I love it. I, I think it's great. Both you like that? Oh god, I love yeah. it. I I gotta build mine. That's like next on the list or second one. Now that I have it. It's in almost everything I do. Mm. Even if I don't crank it to 11, right. just adds a little bit of yep. teeth to the end. I love I, it. I, yeah, dude. Uh, germanium just sounds... It, it can add a little flavor to anything. And it yeah. just sounds fucking great, especially kick drums. It, it'll beef it up, give it a little bit of distortion without sucking out the bass. Yeah. I do that with the Polaris a lot lately. Polaris oh, Multi, yeah. just to like touch Absolutely. things up. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh man, it always Absolutely. has that little magic in it. Yeah. When I hadn't, um, I hadn't turned my module on in like two months because I was working on other stuff, and I turned it on and did a patch with 352, Polaris, and the voltage block, and the Variegate 4 Plus, and it was like, fuck, if I only had these, I would be like, cool. You could make yeah. like so many sounds, because yeah. like the 352 into the Polaris, that's like a magical, like, I don't know. I love the 352. Um, the Polaris kind of just add some grit to the weight of that oscillator kind yeah. of in my mind you can do some goofy shit with it too man yeah you Ridiculous. put it in notch mode yeah. and then you feed back one of the outs yeah. into the you know the, the cutoff and you just start going crazy with it so this is basically like 2017 wrap up or 2016 yeah. plus let's get a polaris i think it's what we said last year <laughs> i think it is <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to think of what modules came out in 2017 that really blew my mind well the four mass What's that? The sampler. That, yeah, that was going to be one of them. Yeah. Uh, and the 352, which I think yeah, we've we already uh, rubbed off quite a bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it seemed like 2017, there wasn't uh, as much that came out as in 2016. And right. the stuff that did come out was mostly like yeah. different takes on the same shit that's already out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? The only things that were really innovative was the 352, which I think just blows away any other like digital oscillator right now yeah, you know what definitely. i mean like set the set the bar pretty high with that variegate four plus for me that was one oh, like oh yeah said, that was that squeezed variation. out right at the end of the year yeah. yeah which i think it's awesome it's uh it works more solidly than the variegate eight plus granted they have different features like you can't uh do the real-time record which i kind of miss a little bit um because that was just nice to tap in gates and stuff like that and uh you can't mute anything which isn't too bad because if you have it in two by two split and maybe you just mute it where you're sending it to or something, right, right. you know, it's not like in eight channels. Yeah, it would be super annoying if you couldn't mute everything at once. But it was a sacrifice that I can understand at least. Um, and it works perfectly. The CV bus stuff doesn't really work, but I don't use it. So, so what is the CV bus? What's it supposed to do? Sending the clock and the um, presets to the other module, the voltage block. And so it doesn't work at all, or is it flaky? The like, clocking wouldn't sync for me. And when I would just mm. patch in the clock and the reset, just like before with the Variegate 8, um, 
it works fine if you just patch it manually. But gotcha. over the bus, it wasn't even. They were resetting at different times when I tried it. I don't know if there was some noise on there. Mm. Um, I don't know, but it didn't really work. Is that a is that a cable between the two, or are they using the bus of the, the straight bus power of the bus, bus board? Yeah. Okay. yeah. No, uh, no cables required. Right. Nope. It does. Uh, it keeps the preset between the two that syncs up correctly but not the clocking doesn't work for shit it seems like they almost learned from their mistake with the variegate 8 they don't want to make something where you can just update a teensy because even on the 4 plus there's no like teensy to update i think they've skipped that oh um and integrated it or put it all in one board or something voltage block is the same way uh, there's no port on that one if i recall so how do you update it there's the uh, there's a JTAG on mm. both of them, but it's not a USB. You know, the JTAG programming is like right. you have the whole tool chain set up to do that mm-hmm. and all that shit. So they make it so it's not like they probably so, won't update that. I mean, I would still really like to see an update to the voltage block that uh, allows you to see where your clock dividing in shift mode. You know what I mean? You still can't. It's, never there's, about that. Yeah, there's still no indication of that. Only on global. That's but, a good point. Yeah, I, I actually talked to Ben about it. Like, when I first noticed that, I was like, is this supposed to be like... Because people brought it up on Muffs, too. They're like, am I doing something wrong? I can't tell where I'm clock dividing. And he said, like, the feature to do it per channel and not just at the global level was, like, a last-minute addition. And I guess it wasn't, like, fully thought through. I don't know. Uh, That's something I would really, really like to see. Because that works <laughs> you're really just well in the dark. 4+. Plus. Yeah. It works perfectly. Yeah. Like, all that stuff seems to be just great. Um, whereas before some of it on the eight seemed like a little cagey, like the sliders would cause issues if you use them while you were editing on this right. one, it's fine. Now, can you link two of those and basically create a better variegated no, plus? It's my main, I would love if they could add that, yeah. but there's no like uh, end of sequence gate even that you could send out to like start something else. Or... Really? That seems like a feature that would be really useful to have. Yeah. It again, it's a kind of a... It made me realize, like, I missed the Variegate 8. I sold it, got the 4 Plus, and was like, oh, yeah, I always want one of these with a modular. Mm-hmm. But, like, why didn't you just make, like, an 8 Plus Plus or something? <laughs> like, it has, like, this DSP chip or whatever that clearly works a little better. Nick, you you got the pyramid. Yeah, it's on the way. It's right now shipped from France. It's somewhere between France and here. I'm pretty excited. I hope it I hope it pans out. You know? Now, have you read about people having problems with it? Because everything I've read has been somewhat glowing so far. Yeah, mostly glowing. There are some software issues, but they've already said, yeah, version 3 is coming out at the end of January. Um, they're, like, done with major features, which is, like, great, because I want them to be kind of done with right. adding major things. Just make it... <laughs> perfectly solid you know because right now i'm like a little frustrated with all the midi sequences i have because all of them are broken in some way right slightly right. so i was looking at the uh, the pyramid one of the things that was interesting was that they have midi effects yeah which um is something i've talked about in the past with the rm1x yeah a lot that, of the same like quantize uh yeah. core generation stuff which mm-hmm. may be a little different but quantize scaling um that looks really cool even like the little uh, delay yeah, MIDI delay, yeah. which you know is super useful. Yeah. You would think, like, why would you fucking do that? But then you use it, and you're like, no, that's awesome. Like, exactly. I want to do yeah. that. One of the complaints is that you can't 
print the effects in MIDI, it's like you can't record those as a MIDI file right now onto the pyramid. It's like, oh, I'm going to have this effect loaded as part of a track and save it, and I'll be able to use this. So people want to be able to render the stuff, which is common. Like MIDI box has the same thing. Like a lot of synthesizers have that because it's that's kind of difficult, you know, to re-render. It's maybe not completely difficult, <laughs> but the ability to re-render what you're doing in a way that records it, like there's got to be a whole flow right, for right. that, which would be hard to replicate. One of the coolest features about it that really attracts me is that you can make a record a song just by muting things and unmuting things and it'll track those changes and be like, oh, I made this sequence for you just out of like muting and unmuting things, which for me, that's how my brain works when I make music kind of. So if I can get closer to an arrangement by trapping that stuff that I do live. Like yeah, that's that pretty awesome. Be, yeah, that would be super attractive. <laughs> so you don't have to make electron, a whole new like, pattern. Yeah, A1 yeah. to muted. A5 yeah. to A3 or something. Now, when you play live, dope. you're pretty much pattern to pattern, right? Yeah. Have you thought about how you're gonna integrate this new idea with? Good question. The- yeah, if, if I could have bigger chains that I can rely on, that would be yeah. awesome. So if that can make it be like that, where I can just mute and unmute from a big sequence, that would help me out. I ended up keeping my fluxes. I'm gonna hang on to it for a little. Okay. Modulation, I figured about modulation per step. I yeah. was like, all right, I'm gonna hold on for a little because I always need modulators. I don't have them. <clears throat> See, that's the thing I was really stoked on the Eloquencer too, because it can do it. Mm-hmm. But again, like with two voltage blocks, I don't know if I need it. You've got the Octo <coughs> controller too. Yeah, I was telling Dave about that last night. Like I was saying that, like in the clip that I posted on Instagram recently, like m- most of the sequencing was coming from quantized loops that I made on there. Nice. Along with voltage block being triggered by rhythmic gates and logic. That's awesome. And it's it's fun and it's a cool way to do stuff and like at the moment I want to try to squeeze as much as I can out of that. Mm-hmm. As much as I would like an eloquencer, I'm like if I get one, I'm just gonna go right back into the standard way of sequencing shit. Whereas like now my hands kind of forced to get a, a little weird with this shit and I like it, so I'm gonna keep rolling with this at least until nice. I finish probably in a, a little EP. So for our listeners, can you explain what it is you told me the other night? Uh, well, yeah, the the octo controller, you know, what I mean, I, you can loop sequences of gates or well, randomly generated gates or randomly generated CV, and you can change the clock rates of that, loop it, quantize it, do whatever you want to do with it, and uh, I was having a lot of fun with that, like just dialing in chunks of like generated loops and you know locking that loop in place for you know measures at a time. And kind of playing with it live, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And then I have a shit ton of generative and rhythm-based gate sequencers now. I have the Tuesday. I have the grids. I have pretty much everything by noise engineering. And uh, I was creating probabilistic sequences and logic sequences through the plug with that. And also triggering my two voltage blocks from different mm-hmm. rhythms, you know, to generate things and like make this generate stuff, use the 2HP ARP, the Tonets uh, by Noise Engineering. And, and like the 2HP ARP that is triggered by gates. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I was doing like slow rhythms to it to make it, you know, step, things like that. I was just doing weird shit like that instead of like doing conventional like step, note, gate sequencing. You know, because I currently don't have any sequencers that really do that. And uh, I'm, I'm going to intentionally keep it that way for the moment. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you send in the 2HP ARP to? Like, when you send it gates, what do you end up, like, triggering or sending uh, 
voltages to from it. The patch that I was doing, I was sending it to the Manus, the Tiratos. Oh, okay. Scaling the voltage coming out of it through a attenuator and routing it to the Manus. I don't have the Beat Step Pro anymore. I don't have the Fluxus. Um, I don't have any normal step sequencers. I'm trying to just force myself to get a little creative and utilize like generative patching. Organized chaos. It's a beautiful thing. I like it. It's another big thing with the pyramid. Another like pyramid thing I didn't mention <coughs> is it does CV to MIDI, which I've never tried before, and I'm really curious about because with the Variegate Four Plus, there are only like 16 presets. So if I could record some of that stuff, and apparently you just set like a root note and then send mm -hmm. the voltages in, and it kind of does the rest. Figures so, it out. Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, I recently really upped my uh, noise engineering rig. That you did. It went from a couple BIAs to three and two curses and one Manus and oh, wait hold on is it going to be a smaller list if you just say what you don't have probably, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah I think the uh, one of the only things I don't have right now is like the mimetic sequence or whatever which is the CV recorder looper I was talking to you about mm -hmm. but I pretty much have I think at least <laughs> one of everything else um, except for the confundo funkitus uh, mm -hmm. I've been having problems finding that uh, I do want it. It's just either out of stock or everywhere, or I see people selling it used, and by the time I get a hold of them, it's already gone. Mm. I've been trying for weeks to get a hold of one. And wh which one is that? <clears throat> what does it do? That is the Rhythmic Probability Crossfader. Ooh, you you yeah, send yeah. two different rhythms in, and then you can crossfade in between them manually or control that with CV, and it'll, you know, based yeah. on probability percentages, will fade between the two rhythms. Now, you still have a probably <coughs> module, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, could you do something similar to that with a probably and like a crossfade module? I could. I've, okay. I have in the past. That's one reason why I, I want this. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was doing stuff like that in the past with, you know, switching and probabilistic gates from the variegate, mm -hmm. triggering switches, you know what I mean, to determine between two different rhythms and things like that. But uh, it'd just be nice to have this in all in one package right. and also have the manual crossfader, which I think would be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also, if you're a completist, you know, you're really close to getting... The whole collection. The whole, yeah. yeah. I don't have any of their malts either. Like, I don't have the mullet and things like that. I, I don't really have malts in my system. I use stackables for everything. But yeah, the noise engineering stuff <coughs> has become my uh, my drum machine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I, I, I just haven't been happy with or satisfied with any of the drum machines <laughs> that I've been using lately to do what I want to do. You know, the rhythm didn't quite cut it for me. It was close. It was the closest as any machine has got. You know what I mean? It was the rhythm. Yeah. Kept the mutant BD9 in there for a little bit of analog kicks. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And I got the uh, the MFB hats in there. Yeah, you were talking about the MFB hats before we, uh, before we started recording. What is it about them that, uh, that, that's caught your attention versus other ones you've tried? It just sounds good. I don't know. Like The, the hats that I used the most up until this point were the mutant hi-hats. Mm -hmm. They were good, but like at the same time not too versatile and they were out of tune with each other so you couldn't like have them both being triggered at the same time it would sound off yeah. you know what I, mean? I don't know weird. if that was yeah. just a problem with my module or if mm -hmm. it's just a problem with that module in general I don't know but it just I know it got on my nerves Good. so we have all the stuff uh, hooked up uh, can, can you give us a little, little taste there it is Get some symbols in there. Got some grids, grids, mats. 
So what controls do you get? You get a tune, sounds like, and then yeah, you get <clears throat> you get tune, K for everything, and a symbol tone also. It seems to just kind of like filter the noise on mm -hmm. it a bit. Oh, wow, that was nice. Yeah, it's a hats. It's yeah, a hats. Yeah, model. Yeah, Sounds nice. good. Yeah. Digging it. Yeah. Oh, I do hear that phasing. Mm-hmm. What? That's oh, that. Oh, it's the power supply. It's not even hooked up via audio. Oh, wow. I think it was that preset. Everything's made like shit. Apologies, listeners, if you've been hearing oh. a phasing sound. <laughs> Crisis averted. You have not been going insane. There was a slight phasing sound. It was caused by the JXO3. Caused by engineers trying to emulate fuck-ups from the past <laughs> successfully i would argue oh yeah yeah that was maddening mm -hmm. Just that as a demo has sold me more than some of the initial demos I yeah. saw. That <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I mean, I wasn't paying much attention to it for the longest time either. And then, like, as soon as I got one, just like on a gamble, because uh, <clears throat> Steve Noise Engineering like actually like hyped it up to me. Like, I was telling him, you know, I had three BIAs and this and that, and he was like, "You need a Cursus." I was like, "I don't know, man." I was like, "The demos I've kind of." you know heard and watched about it didn't really sell me entirely he's like mm, you need a curse so I'm like <laughs> all right and so i got one I wrote back to him i was like yeah thanks for the recommendation i was like this thing's pretty damn awesome and he was like yeah he's like it's one of our sleeper modules mm -hmm. you know i guess a lot of people haven't uh realized its potential yet hopefully you've changed some minds <laughs> with this yeah well uh, uh he changed my mind you know i mean because he posted he's been posting some pretty awesome um demos yeah, on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Not demos, but just like jams. Yeah. Do you just, know what I mean? Yeah. And I hit him up. I was like, you know, what was all going on in that patch? I was like, because that sounded great. And he had like three Cursuses and three BIAs and and things like that. And I was like, well, I'm well versed with the BIA. I was like, you know, <laughs> some of those sounds I definitely didn't recognize. I was like, so I'll give the Cursus a shot. And uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. How do you feel about the Manus now <clears throat> having it for a while? The Manus, I'm a little mixed on. I like the Manus. It has pretty aggressive sound, which mm -hmm. I dig. But it, like I, 
I remember I wrote to you guys when I first got it and, and said it's kind of like compared to all the other noise engineering oscillators I have, I feel like it's the Malgoth <laughs> edition. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just trying too hard to be edgy it, and aggressive. It and, just walked out of Hot Topic. Yeah, it's just yeah. hanging out at Hot Topic. Yeah. All black next to the silver panels. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm dark. Whoa. What's going on? Oh, there's that weird thing again. You sound like you're through an old radio. Is it better? <laughs> what is wrong? There we go. Oh, yeah. All right. You're good now. I mean, it was a cool effect. It was. It sounded old-timey, Dave. But, uh, yeah, I, I like it. I just feel like... Um, well, let me just say this. The one thing I really don't like is the encoder pitch knob. What does that do? The, you spin it for all eternity to try and adjust your pitch. And Didn't I didn't realize that was like that. I hate that. Oh, yeah. The uh, Can you send it CV? Yes. And that's okay. what I've been doing to dial in. I've just been using like a channel off the voltage block to, mm-hmm. to dial in where I want. Because I, I hate endless encoders on any piece of gear that I've ever used one on. Like always. I just, I don't know. That's just me. I like figuring out sweet spots. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that on endless encoder knobs. You know what I mean? Like you're just yeah. constantly oversteering and then adjusting yeah. where you want it. And it's just, that encoder alone is kind of like making me not want to touch it sometimes you know what i mean like i'll hop on the cursus or the bia and i can feel out exactly where i want that pitch to be right before i hit it with cv you know i, I know i can dial it in i can tune it I, I know exactly where it needs to be but with the endless encoder i'm just like constantly trying to feel that out so short of the endless encoder problem are you getting sounds out of the manus that you like or is it still like do you still need to process it do you still need to like sort of like give it a little help I, I'm definitely getting sounds out of it that I like, but I feel like between the three modes, there's not a huge amount of difference. I, f- I feel like you have to like strain to hear the differences. They're more subtle. That's weird because the Lakelic, yeah. Um, I mean, I'll have like something set up with one of the modes. I'll be like, I, this sounds really good. And I will routinely just check to make the sure, other like, modes, sure the other modes just be like, have I accidentally come across something amazing? Yeah. And it's not uncommon for me to just switch what mode I'm in just because I've accidentally come across like this amazing setting, mm-hmm. but it was in a mode I wasn't even working in. Yeah. And it's that, but it, they're tremendously different. Yeah. I wouldn't say you, there's, there's less happy accidents mm-hmm. uh, that way with the Manus. Also the Manus I feel really shines with more of the low endish side of things. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like a base synth. Mm-hmm. Which, in, which in isn't a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, right. It, it's not a problem, but it's also kind of limiting. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like if there was a mode in there that really shined on higher end, you know what I mean? Yeah, then, yeah. then it would be more worth it instead of like three modes that are a little subtle between each other. And, you know, when you're only going to be working within a very specific range yeah. on it. Are you thinking of keeping it? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to keep it for what it does best, and that's basically synth sounds you know what i mean will i be going to town modulating the shit out of it like a bia or bouncing between the modes like on a cursus probably not Mm. you know what i mean it's going to be more of a set it and forget it type of module i think you know especially because like like, again you can't find the the hot spots you want on the pitch so you're going to like dial that in or tune it with cv and leave it there the the sync uh, a tier that also has the endless encoder and I don't mind yeah. it as much on there because I usually use that as like an LFO or a noise mm-hmm. module. You know what I mean? Things like that. Not like a direct lead. It's more like a, a secondary oscillator or a modulator. You know what I mean? So I'll, I deal with it there. Also, mm-hmm. the range on that thing is crazy. Can't even remember how far down it's that like thing goes. It's like 20 octaves or something. Yeah, ridiculous. it's a ridiculous oh, amount wow. of octaves. So, 
you know, an endless decoder for something like that makes sense because mm-hmm. you've got so much territory <laughs> to cover. On the Manus, I, I don't think it makes sense, and it, it just kind of makes it not jive with the other noise engineering oscillators. I can plug it in. We can have a listen. Can you disable the envelope? So let me clarify, you can't make it free running, but you can open up the VCA if you set it It sounds awesome, yeah. yeah. It's just, uh, it's a little different from the other noise engineering stuff, yeah. you know, as far as like feeling out what you want mm-hmm. and bouncing between the modes and things like that. We got the IntelliGel mix up. Did you actually get it? Not yet. Okay. It's on pre order from Perfect Circuit. Mm-hmm. It was the two final things that I bought using the holiday <laughs> discount, but they weren't released yet, so I got them on pre order. Some people already have them, the people that have ordered directly through IntelliGel. So I guess yeah. distributors got them okay. uh, a little late. But we can review that next next episode. Next episode, which will be the interview. Should we tell our listeners who we're talking about? Yeah, we're, we're going to be doing a live interview with Steve and Chris of Noise Engineering. Woo. Woo, indeed. Woo-hoo. We all have multiples of them. Well, I just complained so. about their... The, the rotary knob on Manus. So. Is that the finally? Only? Finally, we have a noise engineering complaint. Is that all we're going to talk about? Is the rotary knob? We'll just grill shit them. talk them for an hour. Just grill them like a like fucking what like, the fuck were you thinking? Call the episode the rotary mistake. <laughs> so about your flaws. Let's dig into that. So now that your legacy will be endless rotary knob. <laughs> but yeah, much much hyped about that because they seem like some really cool individuals.